welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Deb Johnston to answer your medical questions. Dr. Johnston's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Johnston. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Bob. It's so good to be with you guys this morning. Thank you for being here. It's um, it's exciting times. It's- it is. Oh my gosh, it's just it's just fabulous. I'm I'm thrilled that I get to be the one to talk about the newest developments in the vaccine because there have been some really exciting developments for our community here with the vaccine. The biggest one being we are moving into group 1D and that means that um, members of the general public who are at higher risk are going to be able to start getting in line to get their vaccine. And that is just fantastic news. Absolutely. Could you tell us a little bit about how that's working, how that's going? Absolutely. So it is just starting this week. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very, very new. Um, and I think it's really important that people realize that it's very new. It's very slow. It's primarily very slow in large part because we're just getting such small amounts of vaccine at this time. Um, I was talking with my clinic administrator this morning and the county got 300 doses okay. of the vaccine. We have over 7,000 people that they estimate in Brookings County are at high risk for complications of COVID. So you can imagine that's a very long list and not a lot of vaccine. So hopefully as time goes by, we will have more vaccine coming in and we will be able to inoculate larger numbers of people at a time. But right now, um, what is happening is we are working through the highest of the high risk people. So these are the the oldest of the old. Uh, currently, we're looking at people 80 plus. Uh, the sickest of the sick, we are looking at people that are on dialysis, people that have had transplants, um, people that are actively being treated for cancer. Um, so those are the, the highest priority people, the people that we are targeting right now in that group 1D. So what is happening right now is that um, by and large, this is going to go through the clinics. Um, I'm not entirely sure what Sanford's process is, but what our process is at Avera is that if you are a patient at Avera, um, they are mining our electronic medical record to try to identify the people that fall into those risk categories. And then we are calling those people. Be patient if you're not getting a phone call. Remember, you know, our, our share is, is less than 150 of those doses. So it's going to take us some time to work through our share of those people. Um, we are calling those people to make an appointment to come and get their vaccine. Uh, people who don't doctor with either health system can contact the Brookings Health System. There is a sign-up sheet on the Brookings uh, Health System website. So if you just want to make sure, hey, I'm interested, I want to get in line, I know I don't qualify yet, but I just want to make sure my name is on a list somewhere, you can go to brookingshealth.org vaccine, 
and there'll be a form that you can use to sign up. You don't get your vaccine any closer by being in line in more than one place. So you feel free to do that, but just recognize that it doesn't mean that you'll you'll get it any sooner just because we are really trying to work through the clinics. So it sounds like there's really strong communication with the Brookings Health System and Avera Clinic and Sanford Clinic to make sure everyone's yes. comparing lists and going through those. This this has been a process that has has really been worked out, uh, honestly, over the years. I remember uh, after 9-11, when we were all worried about biologic warfare, that uh, we would have meetings um, to talk about various responses to various threats to public health. Uh, And they have continued to work on uh, immunizations and, and planning mass and practicing with uh, flu clinics and those kinds of things. So, you know, this is this is something that they've been planning for in our community for a long time. There have been a lot of kind of um, quirks on this one because we haven't typically worried too much about giving the disease to people while they're waiting in line with each other. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit different. Um, Uh, Just how we're rolling out the vaccine is a little different. Uh, Whether we were going to be able to activate all of those plans or not is a little bit different. But I know that there have been a lot of really smart people working together to to try to make this happen and and come together. Uh, The college has been involved. The city has been involved. uh, All the health systems in town have been involved. It's been a big, big project with a lot of smart people. It's great to see and hear about that collaboration that's for sure we'll be going to our first break shortly we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address we will return following this informative message from the avera medical group If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697 9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605 692 1430. Before the break, Dr. Johnston was filling us in on um, the COVID vaccination distribution process and the collaboration that is happening throughout our community to make sure we get to those um, most at risk and work through that list. 
And one thing that we didn't talk about before the break is, you know, we're, we're obviously hoping that the vaccine's not just going to keep trickling in 300 doses a week. We're hoping that we'll get large numbers of vaccine in. And, and they are ready if we get a phone call that says, hey, you're going to get 2,000 doses next Tuesday. They are ready to activate a mass immunization campaign and, and clinic and be able to, to get those doses to people in a very timely fashion. Um, if that happens, there will be lots of notification. Um, there will be, you know, the signs around town, the Dactronic signs here uh, will have that information on it. It'll be in the paper. I'm sure we'll be talking about it on the radio show. Yes. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be in the in uh, the yellow pages. I mean, we're just going to going to get that word out every way we can. So, so plans are in place plans if we're are able place. to get... Uh, yes. larger but right yes. now as you said we're beginning about 300 a week for our community yes okay. that's that's what we got this last week so hopefully it'll pick up yes well we do have some specific questions from callers and i encourage anyone if you have a um, question give us a call at 605-692-1430 uh, this caller is over 80 will their doctor call them to schedule a covid vaccine or who will call or do they need to call? So again, I am not entirely sure what the Sanford process is. I would assume that it's going to be similar to our process. So yes, um, we have a generated list of all the people that are eligible with the current guidelines and they are working through that list and calling people as we have vaccine available for them. Uh, obviously there's still some prioritizing within that list that that we're trying to do to make sure that the highest risk people get their vaccine. Um, so they should hear from their doctor but you know by all means if they want to send a message through the portal and just make sure they're on the list if that helps them to feel better um, they sure can but they sh they should should hear from someone at their doctor's office. So if you have established care with um, a physician or a provider at the Avera Clinic in Brookings or at the Sanford Clinic in Brookings you should get a call when there is a vaccine available for you. As we said, it's um, there's just 300 a week, and there's thousands of people, people that are are eligible yes. for the vaccine. If you do not doctor at either Sanford or Avera, you can sign up through the Brookings Health System, brookingshealth.org/vaccine, or just call the Brookings Health System, and they can they can help you. Or 211 can help you too. So hopefully this is someone who doctors with one of the big systems and they'll be able to, to get this done. The, each state manages their own, um, their own vaccine program. So people who live in Minnesota, the rules are going to be a little different for you. Sure. So that's, uh, and unfortunately I can't tell you a lot about how that's working. Dr. Johnson, you brought up 211. That's a great resource if you um, don't have access to the internet or aren't comfortable on a computer and Googling and all that. You, um, 211 is a phone number that you call, and all you need to do is dial 211, and then there are people there to answer your questions as as well. Yep. So yep. 
It's another great resource if you um, have questions and just want to ask some questions about COVID and the distribution process. Um, there are people there to help answer that. Now, this caller had another question asking, will it be done at the clinic or the pharmacy? So if you do get the call saying it's going to be your turn, um, where do you go? At, at this point, it is it is going to be at the clinics um, or the hospital. Uh, our pharmacies to date are not giving the vaccine out. Um, I think it, it would be pretty difficult just to space people and to handle large numbers of people in our local pharmacies. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure at what point they'll be um, brought in to help get that vaccine out. I suspect that some of the pharmacists will, will be asked to help when there's mass vaccine events to help get those vaccines administered. Uh, but at this point, it's not being given at the pharmacies in town. Okay. Um, another question, how long after getting the vaccine does it start to work? And how does that work with the first shot and the second shot? Okay. So with the first shot, you start seeing an improvement, a decrease in infection rates. Um, and, you know, one of the challenges we have is that they didn't do a study to say, you know, how far out do we hit our peak in our immunity or our antibody levels or, or whatever. So the word that I'm hearing from my um, online expert sources is about 50% immunity after the first dose. And then after the second dose, you can develop about 95% immunity um, f against symptomatic uh, COVID-19 and greatly reduced hospitalization and death rates and those kinds of things. So typically two to three weeks after the vaccine is when you really start seeing that benefit. So two to three weeks after your second vaccine, you should consider that you've got that protection. It's important to remember it's not 100% protection. Very little in this world is 100%. Um, and we don't know yet for sure if somebody who has had the vaccine maybe still gets it but is just not symptomatic anymore so how likely it is that I could get it and pass it on that I could become an asymptomatic carrier we don't really know the answer to that yet so it's still really important that you behave in all the ways that we know protects other people that I keep my mask on that I wash my hands that I stay socially distanced because again we're just, it's a very small percentage of people that have been vaccinated. So I can't count on your vaccine protecting you from me. And I can't count on my vaccine keeping me from giving it to you. So we still need to protect each other with our masks um, until we know more and until more people are vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, to follow up with that question. So it is possible to get COVID even a week after your shot. Absolutely. Right? Especially after that first shot when, um, you know, you could very well have been exposed before you got your shot. Uh, you could be exposed shortly after your shot. You just don't have that great protection yet. So it's very possible to come down with COVID despite the fact that you've had a shot or maybe you just got your second shot, but you're you're still in that window where you haven't really gotten that great immunity yet. Uh, and again, it's still possible to get it even 
after you've had the vaccine and have had enough time for it to kick in, we just know that the odds are far, far lower. Okay. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We do have some more questions, which we will get to when we return. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40% from 1989 to 2016 among women? The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We do thank you for your questions today. We have a few more we're going to be going through here. Um, We've been talking about uh, the COVID-19 vaccine and the distribution process and, um, and all of all that relates to that. Um, Dr. Johnston, can I get COVID-19 from the shot? No, you cannot get COVID-19 from the shot. The two shots that are currently approved are actually little bits of what we call messenger RNA. So this is like the blueprint that our cells use to make proteins. So there's not even any virus in this shot. There's not even virus bits in this shot. There is the blueprint so that your own body can make what we call the spike protein, which is those little those little bits that stick out from the circle on all those images that you've seen illustrating the COVID-19 vaccine. So your body manufactures these uh, spikes and then it tears up those blueprints so it doesn't continue to make more and more into infinity. It only makes a certain number of copies and then the blueprints are destroyed. And then those spikes are shown to your immune system and then your immune system learns to identify and attack those spikes in multiple different ways. So you cannot get COVID-19 from this vaccine. You can feel pretty crummy afterwards. I mean, I hear a lot of reports from people that they had fevers, that they had body aches, that they had headaches, that they were tired, that, you know, they spent the day in bed. Now, does that happen often? No, Um, but it certainly can happen. So don't be surprised if it happens to you. It just means that your immune system is mounting a really vigorous response. So um, you cannot get COVID-19, but you can feel pretty crummy after one of those shots. Okay. Now, is the first shot and the second shot, are they identical? Are you getting different doses or how does that work? You You are getting exactly a, a 
exact copy of what you got in the first shot. Okay. So if you got the Moderna vaccine for the first one, we try to give you the Moderna vaccine for the second one. If you had the, the Pfizer vaccine for first, you'll get the Pfizer vaccine for the second. It's the same dose. You know, it will probably be a different lot of vaccine, but it's still the same vaccine. Okay. All right. Um, this caller says they already had COVID before Christmas, and they are an older person. Um, should she still get the vaccine or wait? I, I would recommend getting the vaccine. Uh, we don't know how long your immunity lasts after natural infection. Uh, and we don't know for sure, is it worse the second time around? There are some diseases where the second time you get it, you get sicker than you did the first time. What the requirements, quote unquote, are is that you no longer be contagious, that you be done with your isolation period after your your infection so that you don't risk giving it to somebody else while you're waiting in line or getting your shot. Um, you know, some people have contacted me and said, well, you know, I, I had it and I just really don't want to take a, a shot from somebody who is at even higher risk than me. Um, so if you if you ethically feel like, you know, you would wait until a little further down in line, I can't argue with that decision, particularly if you can protect yourself in other ways. Um, but just know that it's okay to get that shot as long as you're no longer contagious. And I would still definitely recommend getting that shot, especially if you're past that three-month mark. Then I think you really should get back in line. Okay. I have a related question here. Someone says they heard you um, need to wait 90 days um, after having COVID-19 that you have to wait 90 days before getting the vaccine. Is that true? No. You do not have to wait 90 days. Again, you only have to wait until you're no longer contagious to the other people before you get that vaccine. And ideally, you'd be feeling a whole lot better because we know that one of the sneaky things about COVID is that people can feel like, oh, I'm on the mend. I'm I'm over this. I'm getting over this. And then they get really sick. So I'd, I'd rather you wait until we're past that point so that you don't and other people don't think, oh, well, it was the vaccine that made you so sick when really it's just the way COVID works. Right. So when you say we um, have to wait until we're no longer contagious, that's usually that. Usually that 10 day mark. Okay. And make sure that you're feeling you're feeling pretty good. Okay. All right. Um, with that, is it, um, I know there, there's a timing between shot one and shot two. Is that a pretty precise timing? It is a you pretty, have some wiggle room. It is a, f a fairly precise timing, although okay. there is some wiggle room, but okay. the wiggle room is more in the line of, of days as opposed to, you know, months. Okay. It's like, like most of our two shot vaccines. So, uh, depending on which vaccine you get, the ideal interval or the studied interval, we should say, is three weeks for the Pfizer vaccine and four weeks for the Moderna vaccine. So when you get your shot and we don't, we don't know from time to time, which, which vaccine is coming when we get it. So I can't tell you which shots you're going to get, but they'll tell you when you get it and they'll get you scheduled for your, your new shot appointment. Um, it will be either three or four weeks. Now, this is what's been studied, but one of the things that has been pointed out is, hey, 
there's no other vaccine where you have to start over if you didn't get your shot in the time interval that you're looking for. We just don't know how it affects this particular vaccine. So we're trying really hard to get people vaccinated with their second shot in that time frame. Yeah. Okay. It'll be, we'll learn a lot, I'm sure, in the coming <laughs> months about all of these, these questions. Which we will, will learn a lot. We have learned so much Absolutely. about how the immune system works. We've, we've learned a lot, obviously, about COVID-19, but we've also learned a lot of basic science. And um, this is... This has been a revolutionary time in very many ways. Absolutely. We had another caller asking, what happens if you choose not to get a shot? Well, first off, I would really encourage you not to make that choice. Um, I know the vaccine is new and new things are always scary and there's always a lot of vaccine misinformation out there under the best of times. But I can tell you that COVID is a terrible disease. And a lot of people come through COVID and they do just fine. But then there are people who are hospitalized for a very long time and die. There are people who are hospitalized for a very long time and continue to suffer even when they're home with um, lungs that have been permanently damaged or heart damage or brain damage. And it's just not worth the risk. So what happens if you don't get your vaccine? Well, you're in exactly the same position you're in now. You're at risk for for the disease. You're depending on other people who maybe have had their vaccine to continue to mask and protect you. Um, and you're going to be taking a chance every time you leave your house just the same way you are now and you are not going to be contributing to ending this pandemic because you are still going to be a potential vector for this vaccine uh, at a higher rate than those of us that are vaccinated so and who knows what will happen in terms of travel um, there's a lot of rumors swirling around that at some point you're going to be required to have proof of vaccination in order to um, to get on an airplane or to go out of the country or other kinds of things. So, you know, it, it obviously it's a, it's a choice that some people are going to make and everybody is allowed to make their own choices. Uh, whether I think it's a good choice or not doesn't matter. It's your choice to make. Uh, but again, you will leave yourself at risk uh, and potentially have um, other consequences to that. Well, thank you for that info. I think we all feel more comfortable hearing from a trusted source, like our local physicians, yes. to know um, perspective on um, the and, COVID vaccine and how and comfortable I, we are with that. I think it's really important to recognize that, you know, boy, I am not aware of any of my partners who have not gotten vaccinated. We were all in line just as fast as we could get. And um, that's, I think that speaks volumes to our trust in the in the process and in the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And none of us have had any major problems with it. Mm -hmm. Well, we have just a few minutes left. Uh, we're gonna take our final break. If you have a last minute question, give us a call at 605-692-1430. It's time to get your flu shot. The influenza virus is a seasonal illness that changes every year. That is why the CDC recommends a new flu shot each year for everyone over six months of age. Now is the time to get your 2020 vaccine. It is especially important to receive the vaccine this year while we are in the midst of the COVID pandemic. 
The flu vaccine, along with good hand washing, mask use, and social distance will help you from getting and spreading influenza and COVID. Vaccines are available at your provider's office as well as many area pharmacies. Please make it a priority to get your flu shot soon. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Dr. Deb Johnston is here with us this morning filling us in on the COVID vaccine. Dr. Johnson, we had a question about kids. Will kids be able to get this vaccine? And that is a great question. So the Moderna vaccine is approved for ages 18 and up, and the Pfizer vaccine is approved for ages 16 and up. They are both in studies for younger children. In fact, I tried, this is how much I believe in these vaccines. I tried to sign my daughter up to be part of a trial for the vaccine in order to get it approved in younger age groups. And unfortunately, there's there's no nearby um, trial site. It's Minnesota and Iowa. So uh, the odds are we're not going to have that opportunity before she turns 16 and, and can get it otherwise. And um, But that's going to be changing. I am quite confident that the vaccine will be approved down to younger age groups as we have more data. But for now, it's only people 16 and up that are eligible for one of the vaccines. Okay. Well, we're going to have to be wrapping up shortly. Let's recap a little bit again, Dr. Johnson, about how we're going to be contacted to yes. get our COVID vaccine. So we are now in Group 1D here in South Dakota. And what is going to be happening is that the highest of the high-risk people are going to be contacted by their doctor at Avera or at Sanford. Um, so if you doctor at one of those places, when your place in line comes up, you will get a phone call from your provider um, letting you know that a vaccine is available and getting you to make an appointment. Currently, that's people 80 years and older, people with being actively treated for cancer, people who have had transplants, um, and people who are on dialysis. So it is really the highest of the high-risk people. As we get vaccine in, we'll be moving down the list, and, and people that are not quite at as high of risk will be getting the opportunity to get the vaccine. So be patient. You will be getting a call. If you do not doctor at uh, either Sanford or Avera, uh, or if you, you live in another state, your process will be different. But if you do live in Brookings County and you do not doctor with, with one of our groups, uh, you can contact brookingshealth.org slash vaccine and get yourself signed up onto the waiting list, and they will be working through that process. So uh, when we get large amounts of vaccine, you will hear about it. We will be shouting it from the rooftops, trying every way we can think of to get that word out and let people know that uh, there's a lot of vaccine coming and we will be trying to get it to as many people as possible and letting you know how you can get in line for that. Excellent. Thank you. Before we go, we want to mention to make sure you tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Tomorrow, January 21st, Prairie Doc host Deborah Johnston and guest Dr. Keith Hansen of Sanford Fertility and Reproductive Medicine and Dr. Ann Dellenschneider of New Idea Counseling offer insight into and take questions about gender dysphoria and other LGBTQ issues. 
Dr. Johnson, one, a one minute definition of gender dysphoria. So, and that's actually soon to be an outdated term um, because uh, it is being moved off of a psychiatric diagnosis and into a medical diagnosis because of extensive research that's happened in the last 15 or so years about what causes people to identify with a gender other than the gender they were assigned at birth. And there's a lot of physiologic reasons for this. Um, So it is a really interesting topic and a topic that is so important for those members of our community so that we can understand that these people have a health condition the same way as if they had diabetes or epilepsy or um, asthma or any of those other kinds of, of issues and that the dysphoria, the mood disorders that go along with it have a lot more to do with our societal perceptions and uh, treatment of individuals with uh, gender identity uh, differences. So it's going to be a really, really good show and it's going to be a show that's something that most of us know very little about and, and I include myself with that. There's uh, I, I don't know far more than I do know about this topic, so I'm going to be learning right alongside of our listeners from these two local experts. Well, tune in for that tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central, on South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television or on the Prairie Dock Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Dock radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Dock on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Deb Johnston for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>